Welcome to Never End the Story, a rewatch podcast where we watch the movies of our childhood, along with Tepper, a grown man who has never seen them before. I'm your host, Ivan, grandfathered into this podcast. I'm Connor, and I managed to wake up before noon today. I'm Jeff, and we live in a society. I'm Spencer, and I don't age while time has stopped. And I'm Tepper. Conditions in the trunk have been improving. Spring is here. The snow is melted. But guys, seriously, let me out. Refuse. This this week we will be watching Clockstoppers, directed by Jonathan Frakes, released in 2002. This was the first feature film directed by Jonathan Frakes that was not part of the Star Trek franchise. That's a, a big oof for me, Captain. <laughs> so worth it. Isn't that it. an amazing fact? <laughs> Yeah, that's just <laughs> This was like... his perfect departure. Yeah. Uh yeah, that's just an interesting I'm gonna call it a lateral move. And like Jonathan Frakes has directed a lot of really good non Star Trek movies. Including this one. What else has he directed? Making me back up my statements with evidence. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Star Trek, Star Trek, Star Trek, Star Trek. Those were that's what he's known for. I mean, that and sitting down in chairs like he owns them. Three three episodes of Star Trek Discovery, which both doesn't necessarily qualify as good or not Star Trek. I've seen him as a director on a lot of on a lot of things. I swear, like I just can't like think of any of them right oh, now. Oh God, he directed Thunderbirds. Oof. Yep. The movie, or I'm guessing, or a the movie. like TV series, 2004 okay. movie, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like he's done episodes of shows that I know, but that's what I was gonna guess is he might be, since he was on TV, he might be like more of a TV director, bouncing around and directing episodes. Yeah, it looks to be more the case. Needless to say, man, it was actually. It looks like it was actually pretty close to being his first and last non-star trek direction director role oh what really i mean it looks like he did like four movies after that no three thunderbirds the libertarian and the or sorry the librarian and librarian three the libertarian (laughs) (laughs) the the libertarian (laughs) librarian sorry there is also a tv movie truth be told is that a steven seagal movie I'm watching this movie in a new light, knowing that it, like, both started and ended Jonathan Frakes' film direction career. Ozzy Thunderbirds. Oh, God, it's not a good movie. But anyways, Spencer brought this movie to us this week. Why? So, I recently described this movie as the most 2002 movie ever released, and I believe that I was, oh, I guess 10 or 11 in 2002 and this movie just was firing on all pistons as far as i'm concerned like it it appealed to interests that i didn't even know i had um and it does not hold up in the slightest it's it's i have been really looking forward to watching this movie for the last time and i'm glad that i get the opportunity to do that with you guys like as in after this you're never gonna watch it again correct yeah. Have you seen this since 2002? Like, when you say it doesn't hold up, or did it I don't not hold so. up in the year you watched it? So, follow me here. I have not watched it since I was probably the appropriate age for it. However, right. I have a clear memory of it, and it's not good. You're, it's, it's like um, how I really enjoyed everything on the Disney Channel when I was 13, yeah. but, like, I can remember all the things on the Disney Channel, and, like, they're, they're, they're bad. And we did spoil ourselves a little bit when this movie was first uh, mentioned to us. We looked up the soundtrack. And again, that's one of those reasons why it's just a throwback to a lot of our, like, you know, tween, like, listening years. Yeah. Normally, this is when I'd ask if anyone has a connection to the film. Uh, we dis- When discussing this movie as an option, we've all found out that... Wait, no, you haven't seen it, Jeff, have you? Or are you just here for the soundtrack? Oh, yeah, I, I believe I've seen it okay. once. But again, this was a yeah, 10, this, 15 years ago or this something. This was a movie that we all assumed we hadn't seen until we read the description for. And then, like, flashbacks of, like, this movie came into my mind. It was amazing and awful. 
Yes, same, same here. <laughs> I'm just like reading it. I'm like, oh no, this has definitely been on in the same room as me. And well, like it was you, the focal point of my time. I think you all heard the moment I realized I had watched this before, because we were we were in a call at the time, and I was just like, oh my god, I've seen this. Yeah. And immediately was like, I'm on this episode. I do not care. And like the special effects are going to be again just so of their era. It's going to be amazing. Like early. CG mixed with um, live action. Oh boy. Ah, perfect. What a great combo. I'm so excited. Spencer's description of the movie did kind of sell. I, I'm really interested to watch this actually. I'm really excited for this movie. But again, like it's one of those movies where like there are some movies where I watch them and I go like, I really enjoy that movie. And like I have a personal connection to it because like I watched it many times and I enjoy it. It's a good movie. This is one of those movies where every time that I watch it from this time onward is going to be less funny because I will have like seen it and bad things are only funny the first few times with a few exceptions. All right. We're now showing Tepper the poster for the first time. Describe the poster and tell us what you think this movie's about. There's a lot going on. It's 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 going to be hard to parse all the intricate information. I'm, I'm having flashbacks to Spy Kids. Uh, I love that it just says the premise right under the title. Yeah. That's uh, pretty straightforward. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, okay, this post. <laughs> this post. It's so, wow. This is so 2002. Holy <laughs> fuck. Like. Again, that, that's where I'm like, like I saw the characters and I'm like, wow, this is Jesus. Uh, okay, at the oh top. Oh my god, it came out in March 2002. I was exactly 10 years old. <laughs> <laughs> so at the top, uh, it says uh, in, in orange font, uh, freeze the future. Uh, then there is a uh, three characters, a... Uh, white guy a black guy on the left and a white girl on the right um i feel like their fashion is relevant to this could you guys describe describe... how 2000s her outfit is (laughs) i I feel like you're more qualified to do it than i am she's wearing a goddamn long sleeve crop top yeah hell yeah Yeah, that's that's what i said kim possible looking ass Yeah. yeah yeah Um, wow. And then, okay, so then below that, and then, um, the background is, like, the top half is green, and the bottom half is, like, a reddish-orange, and there's, like, a bright light coming behind them, and then there's, like, this, like, not, like, scope-like effect, yeah, I guess, like, scope-like, uh... It, I think like, it's it's a clock, it's a watch. Oh, face. yeah, 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 that, wow, I'm an idiot, yeah. Uh, uh, don't mind It's me. about clocks, Tepper. I, I know... <laughs> I a know I'm oh god yeah anyway yeah there's like a like a clock face behind them and then at the bottom in green font says clock stoppers uh and below that in smaller font orange uh what if you had the power to stop time question mark um in theaters march 2002 yep. Hell uh, yeah. visit www.clockstoppers.com it's a nickelodeon movie yeah the nickelodeon logo oh wow oh. yeah to see if that's still live Ask your parents for permission before you go online. Um, yeah, so I really like the description. I think this this poster especially, it really wants to be somewhere between Spy Kids and War Games. And, like, I have to imagine fails to be Clockstowers.com is not still up. Damn. I just checked. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, we, we can, can buy, buy the it. domain, though. Oh, damn, it's unavailable. Oh, damn it. <laughs> oh, no. How dare they still own it and not put anything up? I really want it so bad. <laughs> Although, <laughs> maybe they just stopped the clock on clockstoppers.com. Just in case you were wondering, though, wristwatch toppers is available. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tepper, what do you think is going to happen in this movie? Oh, God. Uh... A uh, group of kids. Um, I'm I'm really like basing my my thinking of this off of Spy Kids, which I saw all the spy most of the Spy Kids movies. I think there's three. Uh, there's four at least. Um, so probably yeah, like three kids. 
they stumble upon some device that lets them stop time. There's probably going to be some government organization, criminal organization they need to fight, and only they can do it. Um, yeah, something like that, I'm thinking. Have you seen this movie before? It's no. It's just the 2002, three teenage hero premise. Was I right? Okay, okay. So, so Tepper, Tepper. Let's. I want. I want. I want to add some like. What do they call it in the lottery when there's extra numbers at the end where you could win an even bigger jackpot? Like bonus numbers here. Okay. What's the B plot? So Uh... like you've you've pretty much nailed the A plot, but like, (laughs) what what else is going on in this movie? Oh God. I mean, like, the cheap answer would be a romance between the main guy and the girl, but... Uh-huh, uh-huh, keep going. <laughs> Tell me more. But, but oh, I, I'm not sure, because it, like... Expound on your ideas. Yeah, like, like... I feel like that's a strong definition of B-plot. Like, I don't imagine <laughs> I would even refer to that as plot. Yeah, true. Like, I guess, mm. If I If I'm remembering this movie correctly. I because, like... That, this is the thing, like, 2002 movies, easy to guess A-plot, but a lot of the B-plots were fucking weird. Right, that's uh, why it's bonus points. Yeah, and honestly, like, beyond the romance, like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm not sure. I, like, it could be anything. Like, there's, like, a million possibilities going through my mind of, like, stupid B-plots. If he doesn't ride a skateboard and stop time, I'm gonna be really mad at this movie. You're gonna find out. But, yeah, sorry, like, it's, uh, like, yeah, I can't think of what the B-plot would be for this movie. Um, well, to be fair, I can't either, and I've seen it. <laughs> Y'all are gonna find out. This is this movie's gonna be a trip. I just don't think it's going to be fun for me all the way through. <laughs> it's not supposed to be fun for anybody. So, I I have one closing comment. All right. I just, I just googled the movie, and the critic, the top critic review... This special effects action comedy is fun for kids and fairly painless for adults. <laughs> <laughs> what a glorious review. Are you guys ready for a fairly painless experience? <laughs> I mean, that depends. Are we adults yet? I'm going to try to say no and see if I, if I enjoy this movie. We'll see what happens. I want it to be painless, so I'll say that I am an adult. You don't, but I'm you just, scared, guys. You don't want it That's to be cl- fun. You just want it to be painless. Because I know what music's going to play, and it's going to remind me of all the stupid things I did when I was, like, 11 years old. <laughs> it's uh. going to be one of the best parts of watching this. All right. See you after the film. Give me the watch! Or what? You adjust me to death? <laughs> adjust me to death. That's great. Give me the watch! And we're back. So... What did everyone think? Spencer, thank you so much for reading this movie. It's a masterwork. It is a thing of beauty. That's so like I... a time capsule for 2002. I loved it and I hated it. Yeah, with it's... every fiber of my being. Yeah, that. <laughs> I have a few prepared <laughs> topics of conversation here, but I want to know what everyone thought before I before I bring them up. So, like, surprisingly, the effects were one of the strongest features of the movie. Yeah, they were, like, I'm trying to think of bad one. Like, I guess, like, the worst that he said is there's a couple that are mediocre. Like, his, um, when he goes into hyper-hyper time, that effect You mean hyper-diaper time. <laughs> Trademarked. Um, it's like it, super-duper. It's hyper-diaper. Uh, that effect was a little, like, eh, but, like... Most of them were all right. Yeah, like the her parting the uh, the uh, sprinkler was actually pretty solid. Mm, yeah, there were some things though in I guess in canon I have to call it hyper time, uh, where the tracking was kind of it wasn't bad, but it just wasn't obviously up to standards. Where seventeen years later, we're used to better CGI. Okay, so when you say tracking, what do you mean? Uh, so, like, when they moved the B, it wasn't, like, completely smooth. Like, it was a little bit shaky along the path, where, like, now if you were animating something in 3D space and, like, getting it to try to follow a point on camera, 
um, it like that it was just a bit jittery in that scene. Mm. Also, okay. Dead B probably would have been crushed. Also, again, it's not even a huge complaint. Again, most of the CGI was pretty damn good. There were just a few moments when I noticed again. I was kind of like, it doesn't. Again, it doesn't feel super dated. Um, like if you told me that was a B movie that came out now, I would still be like, oh yeah, those effects hold up. Like, I mean, they use yeah. uh, frozen nitrogen instead of guns because it's a uh, PG thirteen. But yeah. Okay, so I have a couple. I have a couple questions for Tepper here. So, firstly, um, you should have stuck to your guns when you were guessing what the B plot was. Oh, about the romance being the yes. B plot. Yeah. You you thought way too hard about this. It's Nickelodeon, man. Yeah, I know. Well, like I mean, that was my first guess, and like I mostly stuck with it. But I see. Like the thing is, again, like coming from like other eras in that movie, I'm like, there's some weird fucking B plots and. Like, it could have been I mean, so many different things. To be fair, the first half of the movie, or at least a third or so... Is the car. Is the, the, gir- the girl is the C plot. The car is the B plot. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, the car is the A plot for the first third of the movie. Fair. Uh, oh, yeah, true. <laughs> like, uh, I think maybe the enough. bullies are the C plot? <laughs> <laughs> I... I... I am I am quite pleased how well I guessed the like a plot of this movie though. You when you, when you're like this is what I think it's about. I'm like yeah we need to we need to give him the opportunity to win more prizes because like <laughs> yeah like that's exactly what this movie's about. I misremembered part of it. I was pretty sure either her dad or his dad were the were the scientists behind this and i was partially incorrect in his dad being a related scientist oh i was gonna say i think like john had a great comment where because like in my prediction it was like either a government or criminal and john goes like you're right in the middle it's a rogue government (laughs) criminal organization it's a a rogue criminal government yeah (laughs) you can also Uh, tell that this is a movie from 2002 because the nsa are the good guys yeah. Yeah. True. Well. Um. So this is where like uh, I started putting together a list of the 2002 things that are mentioned. This is not complete because I started like halfway through the movie. Uh, DJing being popular and cool. Uh, paintball, eBay, skateboarding, BMX biking, uh, including the bike tricks and everything. Uh, Britney Spears being relevant. Uh, the soundtrack, the clothes, especially the bully manlet. Uh, shirt at oh the boy yeah uh that was like, oh holy and shit the other dj friends um mm. like camo pants but the camo yes. was like yellow red and black yeah um i think i had like those two article of clothing exactly of yeah <laughs> uh the uh the way they do the um like the uh bullies had their like blonde hair like not even like blonde hair like it was a weird like frosted guy. tips and stuff. yeah yeah because, uh, like, I was thinking about, like, my older brother had, like, not quite, like, a one-to-one that die like, kind of job, but, like, he did have, like, yeah, like, the blonde hair, like, streaking through his hair, kind of, uh, when he was younger. Uh, Saddam being mentioned as relevant. Cosmo. Uh, well, I guess Cosmo's still relevant now, but Radio Shack. Magazines. Being, yeah. Uh, and, like, Radio Shack. So that's my list. I'm not, I'm probably missing stuff if you guys want to add to that list. Oh, man, like, well, I mean, it was so interesting because she gave him her address, not her phone number. It's crazy. Yeah, that's a, that's a weird thing to give out initially. I guess she was saying, like, come over to my house, and that's why. It was a address. different time, man. Yeah, and. She yeah. was telling him to go rake her leaves, so. Yeah. Like, she invited girl, him over because she had plans. Girl know what she like. I like it, yeah, I like it when a man rakes my leaves. And, so, handles, and handles my opossum. This this movie was paid for by the BMX biking lobby, though, right? Like, <laughs> um, actually, like everyone that agrees note. that the second coolest thing to stopping time is riding a BMX bike. It is interesting that he, he rode a bike and not a skateboard. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. expected way more surprising. skateboarding in this. And like, there was a lot of him doing tricks on the bike. Like, there were a, a yes. few very dedicated scenes of him just going, "Like, look, I can jump around on this fucking bike." Yeah, 
Yeah, like like uh, I think after she kissed him and he was coming back, there's like a whole sequence where all he's doing is like yeah. fucking tricks, and it's like, uh, oh, oh, all right. Yeah, because it like it's the it's like the dancing your way home because because the girl kissed you, but on a and bike. like it reads because he's happy, but like yeah, it just it features weirdly prominently. Yeah, I just want to say while we're on like the kind of things featured weirdly prominently this movie like when they say certain like product placement things like they mention ebay and like show yeah. it specifically like three times and it's just kind of weird that like in the way that they're showing like oh like he is kind of like a smart you know or like clever go-getter um it's like specifically with ebay or like the the few times that they were obviously like oh hey this car's on screen mm, yeah I can't, yeah, sorry, I can't remember all of these specific instances, but that just was Give a thought I had a few times. Subaru. Uh, yeah, that's the one yeah. that sticks out to me is the, uh, yeah, I need to borrow your mom's car. Well, like, I don't, I don't even know if, like, that's, cause, like, that's just the brand name. So I don't even know if that's actual product placement. Cause, like, like if it had been, like, like, give me the keys to your mom's, like, 2001 yeah, <laughs> Subaru, yeah. Uh, that she got from I a I don't know any Subaru yeah, cars but yeah yeah I know what you're saying like also yeah the Radio Shack thing I guess like they don't really use it in the mm. best context but uh, I'm not gonna find they, these things at Radio Shack they yeah. do mention Radio it's Shack. going out of business so I would like to bring up at this point my first um topic of conversation uh and that topic of conversation is is mainly to do with conservation of energy because um so they explained to us firstly that the technology works by you going very fast and we know that cold slows you down they show us that if you want someone to not be in hyper time anymore cold where does the heat go into all those sick bike tricks like, really, the the most impressive technology about hypertime is they have somehow found a way to vent off incredible amounts of thermal energy <laughs> without affecting the environment. Like, maybe that's what powers the watch? But that just means that they've made a perpetual motion machine, which is also super fucking impressive. <laughs> the, ba- <laughs> the watch isn't the most impressive piece of technology in this movie. It's the perpetual motion machine. <laughs> Not to mention, um, every time they like come in contact with something and they like push it out of the way, they're like, "Ooh, wow, look at that!" Wouldn't that be delivering like a yeah. subnuclear amount of kinetic force? <laughs> that's what, to I, whatever... that's what I was saying when when Jeff brought up the bee. Like that bee is dead. <laughs> yeah, like when they're just like moving everyone around. Like, and I I love how. You can see them in hypertime moving the guy around, and then he moves at vaguely the same pace. Yeah, it's oh, it's that. Okay, they didn't so have like, the money for the wiring to like suspend the dude, right? So they just but, had him actually doing those dance moves in hypertime, and then in real time. But like, follow me here. That obviously means that it's not like they're moving super fast, running around like their molecules are vibrating super fast, which brings us back to. Where does all the heat go? Like, molecules vibrating is heat. Right? Yeah. It's what's causing the age. It's being expelled as aging at a normal rate. But you're doing it more quickly. And they also, consider that a problem. Did you notice how time works? All the weird, like, inconsistencies with the way that light works. Like, sometimes light leaves blurry lines, but other times it doesn't. Yeah, it's whatever's cool. And, like, electronics work. Yeah. Like, at normal speed. Yeah, electricity's fast, man. But, like, it's the same, it's the same amount of fast... Electricity ain't faster than hypertime. Like, is electricity just fast relative to me? Like, whatever speed I'm looking at electricity going? Spencer, you've probably put way more thought into this than anyone involved in the production of this movie did. It's, it's like I said in the chat during the movie, like, like hold on to your hats. I have a lot of talking points. <laughs> I have had 10 years to think about this movie. Um, <laughs> Longer, actually. I, I've had an entire adult lifetime to think about this movie. 
Like when he broke through the glass window on the bike. Yeah, that was... It shouldn't have done most of what it did. But it looked cool. Yep. That's basically like half this movie is, but it looked cool. Well, and like you pointed out, like all the cars have to have already been in hyper time. Yeah, because the cars like, were just idling in hyper time. Like, like cars don't just work. Like they have they have machinery to them, and the machinery takes time to to move. But time is stopped. No, I just put this watch here right around the steering wheel, and I press the button, and it works, see? Oh, hot fuck. I really wish that it was slightly lower budget, so they did just go, like, yeah, no, like, we need this horse to be in hyper time, so the horse just has a <laughs> fucking watch. <laughs> that would have been great. Um, yeah, and, like, same with the elevator in the secret lab. Like, that elevator was also in hyper time, which is yeah. more reasonable because a lot of that building was? Question mark? In hyper time? I don't think it was in hyper time until he did, like, the... Like, when the FBI guys showed up or whatever. Then he does, like, the a AOE hyper time activate. I think? Well, yeah. that was technically just... No, that was technically just the clean room that the three of them were in, and then the, everyone else was wearing watches. But all of the electronics also need to be in hyper time to be working. But the, the cars were frozen. Like, that's what I'm saying. No, like, not, it, I'm not talking about those cars. I'm talking about... Like, the elevator when he was going down to oh, the Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. So yeah, I, was yeah. Saying, I was saying, like, afterwards, that's when, like, everything Like, it, he didn't make the entire building hyper-time. He just made the clean room yeah. hyper-time. And they all had watches. But yes. also, everything else in, the, in that building basically had to be working in hyper-time. Well, there was a time when, like, the girl was throwing papers in the basement lab. And they, like, stayed in hyper-time for a very little bit until they left her hand for a bit. Yeah. But they weren't initially in hyper-time. So maybe, like, being in contact with something that's relatively close to you and small, like, you can sort of bring into some pseudo-hyper-time while it's in contact with you. How small? <laughs> An elevator. Because <laughs> apparently he was holding onto, onto that possum for 30 minutes, at, which was two seconds. <laughs> But like they don't they don't get brought into hypertime. They just sort of like move in the same speed as hypertime without actually registering that they're in hypertime. I mean, sure. I'm trying to explain this and it's not working and it's never going to work. Okay, no, 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 but but we see how that works at the very beginning of the film when he's getting on the plane. We see yeah. what it looks like when when you get moved by someone in hypertime, which is um, because it de the hypertime definitely moves faster than that. Well, I mean, maybe they were just dragging him very slowly. Yeah, like, they were either, taking their like, sweet fucking. They're time. dragging him very slowly or intentionally, like pausing and unpausing. Just okay. to fuck with him. So I either want a lower budget version of this movie or a higher budget version where they point out the fact that like they basically have like an aerodynamics engineer following everyone in hypertime around going like okay so like i've calculated the coefficient of friction here and like this is the fastest that you can move them relative to us before their clothes start catching on fire <laughs> <laughs> that would be the best job so they just have like a whole bunch of like scp prisoner drones whose job it is to like slowly manipulate things and it happens at, like, really hyperspeed relative to everything else. But, like, everybody else is like, all right, well, we have to, like, move him a quarter. Like, they're doing stop motion. <laughs> oh, you know what I want? I want to forget about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, like, just going through some of my notes here. Uh, yes, she's foreign, not white. As you guys pointed <laughs> out. Haha, you're racist. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, and some white girl, and I was, and I just I sat here loading up the bullets in my revolver, going like, Tepper's gonna pay for that one. <laughs> and he assumed their genders. Uh, uh, but I gotta say, like, the... it was before trans people were invented, Jeff. It was 2002. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the movie was like, yeah, like it was, you know, 2002 kid movie fair. That, by far, the most weird and bizarre sequence in that movie was the, like, DJ dance sequence. I don't understand the purpose of the DJ dance sequence, which is part of my problem. 
it was to it was to loop in their friend who didn't actually matter for any part of the movie. Yeah, that was the like the biggest scene with him, and then they just kind of throw him away until they need a car later, and then later until they need paintballs. Yeah, oh, yeah, the, yeah, the paintballs. Yeah. Um, that's what I was actually gonna say. Is like I'm surprised the third person on this movie poster isn't just a uh, young Doppler, because that would have been yeah. way better. He actually has more screen time than the third, like the third guy on the poster. Well. Doppler does, not Young Doppler, mm, but if yeah, yeah, Young yeah. Doppler was on this poster, that would have been amazing. Old Doppler's kind of creepy. Like, I loved a lot of his lines. Yeah, no, he saved this movie. I mean, can you get much creepier than her skin smells nice when he's in hyper time with the girl? Like, that was weird. It, it's her I skin. think he said looks nice. Or looks nice. He nicer. said, she has nice skin. Okay. <laughs> Haven't you ever just looked at someone and went like, hmm, that's some nice skin. Yeah, I have. You really, like, telephone gamed that up. (laughs) (laughs) You looked at her and said he wanted to eat her. It was really weird. (laughs) Oh, that's that's why. It it, it was creepy. You know what I, like, you guys know, like, it was just a, but that, that dance sequence was just, like, the, like, oh my god, like, when they put him upside down, it's like, no, he would, like, broke the disc? Like, all was... Uh... They're called records. <laughs> the I mean, disc. Like... Tepper, sh- Tepper showing his age. Yeah. It's not not a disc. You're, you guys aren't wrong. It's not a disc, <laughs> but it's, it's not just, like, a music disc. It's, you know, a piece of plastic pressed with a bunch of grooves in it. Make special noise if, if you, you got a vinyl added to your inventory and you hovered over it and it said music disc, <laughs> like accurate description. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's just like I don't know what a good DJ sounds like. Uh, oh, that was case, not good DJing. That was 2002's DJ. I, I couldn't even tell really the difference between the two of them, and like the crowd just starts like booing. It's like there's like no difference, guys. Why are you booing the other guy? Also, like, his hype man was really weird, too, uh, for the, the manlet. Like, just, oh, that whole, that sequence was so bizarre. Also, it turned into a dance competition instead of a DJ competition. Yeah, that too. Yeah. The crowd was into him, and that's what matters. Like, he was just like, look, I'm gonna put on this record, and just, I'm gonna put all of my, my, uh, money onto the dance part of this competition. (laughs) I'm going to soak the points in the DJing part. Just, what's that? There isn't a dance portion? That's fine. <laughs> Listen, it's real hard to DJ when you're in hyper time and sound is fucked up. Yeah, no, very much so. Like, it would have been impressive if they could have kept that going well, even though they sort of did somehow at the end when they had him on top of the table. Oh, but so... Fr- Francesca knows her strengths, and they are making other people dance like marionettes, not making other people DJ like marionettes. On another topic, when they were in the basement and he confronts the lady who is rummaging through his stuff, remember how she was throwing the papers over her shoulder and they're like freezing in hyper time because yeah. that's where we're going to spend our special effects budget. And then he goes down there and throws a bat at her? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. that is not subject to the rules that we literally just established 30 seconds earlier. He put the bat in hyper time. <laughs> yeah. Possibly. Or. He put it, the watch like, on the bat. The bat no, we watch him pick up the bat. I know. I don't understand how this. Didn't he pick. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, he picked, picked it, it well, up. But we do lose track of him briefly was, as it cuts to indoors. Maybe he picked up the bat on hyper time, re hyper time. <laughs> But then she would have had hours. She'd be not gone. Hours. She would not have had hours. It's literally seconds or like minutes, maybe. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, that um, whole sequence was weird. She like catches the bat, does like some moves, and then just. So, um, it's weird because she turns away from him and swings the bat around. She doesn't menace it, menace him with it. She menaces the air with it. Uh, maybe so... hyper time. Maybe loss of hyper time is affected by gravity. By a gravitational force. I think that my explanation here is that if someone throws a bat at you in Super Smash Brothers and you catch it, you can't not taunt. <laughs> but like she turns to the side. Yeah, it yeah. looked better at it, the camera angle so that way. Funny. It was a taunt. Yeah. <laughs> um. 
But yeah, I think it's probably because um, how how gravity affects objects in hypertime. Because the paper uh, falls so slowly, it slows out of hypertime. Whereas the bat has more de- more weight, Stop more mass. To make sense Sorry, of this. we're not gonna make sense of this. Sorry, yeah, it is mass, is, not weight. This is kind of a waste of time. <laughs> yeah, because the paintballs or spraying liquid nitrogen wouldn't have much mass, and they seem to have a fine time traveling through the air. Yeah, but they're going fast. To be fair, the paintball guns were in hypertime. So we've established well that this them. world's physics is inconsistent. Yeah. What? <laughs> uh, so I guess like how ta- dare ta- you talking about the movie and not just the <laughs> physics part of the movie? The dialogue. I mean, at that's points what, is really that's weird. what Spencer wants to talk about. I'm sure is the physics. That's why he brought us all here. Yeah, uh. It's really inconsistent, and it really bothers me. Because they establish <laughs> so much. Like, they go out of our way to tell us how things work, just to go like, fuck you, you never understood. <laughs> yeah, it is... It's weird to set those kind of ground rules and not even have internal consistency, but whatever. You wanted to talk about the dialogue, Tepper? Uh, yeah, uh, like, so, like, some of it is, like, a bit weird. Like, um... She's in a foreign country. Like, she's vulnerable. I was like, this is kind of weird. Like, guys. That's so 2002. Like, like I was saying in chat, like, it reminded me of the implication scene from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Like, uh, just, yeah. It just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. And, like, but, like, there's a bunch of, like, weird stuff, like, um, uh, like, you raked my leaves. Um... Maybe you forgot to give him your allowance. Um, 2002. Say goodnight, little man. 2002 um, was a much simpler and more sexist time. Uh, the FBI guy, like, okay, like, let us in. He goes, like, you can't come in. Oh, 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 all right, you sure showed him. Like, what? Uh, He's in the washroom. He needs to go to the washroom. He was having a bad day. <laughs> also... Also, drying off a science magic watch. Yeah. Good good for one more use. But, like, limited time use. Yes. Yeah, it just... Oh, man, it was just weird. I, I wonder like... if it let him activate hypertime, or if he just got to ride their hypertime. Oh, and she also, like, like, she was calling him Mr. Second Chance Man for, like, a while. Just, oh, man, this movie's weird. I thought there was some of the side characters occasion. It's not that the main character was uh, bad, but every once in a while a side character would say something fairly witty or yeah, at yeah. least, like, kind of self-aware and intelligent. Yeah, like, it like wasn't the... across the board bad. It was just, like, there was just a bunch of moments that stuck out to me. Sorry, go ahead, Jeff. Oh, no, just that, like, most of the moments that stuck out to me were actually kind of like, oh, that person, like, made, like, a good quip or observation. Yeah, I just didn't understand what kind of person the main character was supposed to be he seemed to just be trying to be uh, be relatable to anyone potentially watching he's a Mary the movie. Sue. yeah like yeah. he's just kind of good at everything but yeah. also bad at things to make him more relatable but what's only he, briefly what's he even bad at like talking with like, women yeah he's real bad at that honestly he's <laughs> yes, awful at like, it he's bad at a lot of things very briefly ugh and, like, okay, yeah, just finishing off, like, the dialogue, like, some of the better, like, ones were, like, when um, Doppler opens up the abduction truck and goes, like, hi, how are you? Gonna give me that watch? Like, I thought I thought that was kind of funny, and then... Just every scene with Doppler was a treat. Yeah, Doppler yeah. was awesome across the board. Um, I really like when um, they're in the, the van and he's getting away and he, he says, give me the watch. And he points the screwdriver at him and he goes, what are you going to yeah. do, adjust me to death? Just, and the Doppler yeah. goes, ha ha, adjust me to death. Real funny. Give me the watch. And he just like jumps <laughs> yeah. at him. Yeah. yeah, that was good. Like, the, like that was good. where like the dialogue was strong. Like just. <laughs> but yeah. The, oh, what a, what a weird movie. And like, uh, I guess like. The other thing, like, just going through my notes some more, the soundtrack. Um, whenever they're in a hypertime, guitar solos, like, I, I think it was Spencer said it. He was like, um, the two problems with hypertime are the aging and mandatory guitar solos. 
literally every time they go into hyper time, it's yeah. just like, aren't we cool, women? And it's just like, yeah. <laughs> like, oh man. That's what all of 2002 sounded like. Dear God. Only when you were riding a skateboard, though, or something <laughs> yeah. like that. No, it always was prefaced with, are we cool, and then some kind of weird, dumb guitar. I didn't oh, like music in 2002. Yeah. What a dark time 2002 was. <laughs> Do you guys think they had alternate names or, like, iterations for Hypertime before they settled on that? Oh, for sure. I'm just surprised they didn't call the movie Hypertime. It's a bad title, but it's more accurate and potentially better than Clockstoppers. a little on the nose. It also, like, yeah, not not as marketable. The entire poster was wrong. Yeah. Yeah, but, but like, like I was saying, like, it doesn't have, like, going, saying, uh, what if you had the ability to go kind of super, time. like, that or, like, like or, or, like, accelerate your molecules, or whatever the fuck the science was in this movie. Accelerate your molecules. <laughs> what kind of movie are you trying to pitch? <laughs> Um, it's just, like, not as marketable. Like, I like I understand why they went with it, but, like, yes, it is inaccurate. <laughs> like, they could have, instead of being, like, stop time, say, faster than time. That still sounds pretty fucking cool, man. I'm still gonna watch that in 2002. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. So, I have a radical proposition here. Let's hear it. I think they started with the name Clockstoppers and worked backwards from there. And very quickly lost the stopping of clocks. I I don't think it, it's supposed to be that technical. I think they were like, <laughs> you know, bong rip sounds. Hey guys, what if you had like a watch that stopped time? Bong rip sounds. Yeah, that would be awesome. But like, the government, right? Yeah, man. <laughs> So I think I think on a similar note, I think they started like they showed up uh, to pitch the movie and they just had the movie poster already done. And they're like, this is what we're going to make. That's why they had to get his uh, African-American friend in the movie because he was already on the poster. Like and they already own Clockstoppers.com and it said like in theaters March 2002. And it's like we're making a lot of promises. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> if only we had a, a watch that could stop time. <laughs> what if it could kind of do that? It's like, fine. <laughs> fine. Yeah, it's just like, oh man, that, this movie's weird. Like, just across the board, it's, oh, it's such a 2002 movie, it hurts me. Like, it's not the worst movie I've ever watched. But, like... It's, like, a really weird mix of, like, good and bad. Like, they'll have, like, a sequence with, like, decent dialogue and, like, like effects. And then it's just, like, the next scene will just be garbage. It's like, like what the fuck, guys? Yeah, you know how they say the whole is more than the sum of its parts? There are things that I liked about this movie. But then, yeah, when you take a step back and look at it all, I'm like, I do not like this movie. Yeah. It Yeah, in a few places, it just, like, kind of creeps me out. And I think that's just kind of hard to avoid with the uh, the subject matter. And then things like, her skin looks nice. <laughs> Partway through the movie, I came to the realization that I'm in the same boat as Spencer. Where I'm so glad that I got to watch this movie for the last time with all of you. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. this was a really fun time. But, like, I can't imagine myself watching that movie three more times and enjoying it the third time. I can't imagine myself watching this movie one more time and enjoying it. I was, I was going to say, it'd have to be, like, exceptional circumstances for, like, want I... someone to go, like, here, we can watch Clockstoppers, and then, like, me going, like, yes, let's watch that movie. What if the actor who played Doppler was in the room with you, talking to you about the movie? I would do it then. I would do it then, yeah. <laughs> it's the only circumstance. Thanks, French Stewart. You you save you saved the day. So at the end, when he's in the car, and like I guess he starts hitting on the main character's sister, and like everyone she hits on him. Okay, yeah, she, she hits yeah, on yeah, him yeah. very much. Yeah, there's like, like he he doesn't say anything. Yeah, because he spent the past twenty years in accelerated time. He used to look like a hippie. Um, again though, like they have age reversion technology. That's super fucking significant 
We need a whole yeah. other movie where it turns out that we have immortals now. Like, who needs to stop time <laughs> when I can just be young forever? It's like potato, potato, right? I think they did state that it reversed the effects that hypertime puts on your age, so you'd have to be in hypertime for a while. Mm, but he yeah. was younger than yeah, it was when not. he started. Yeah, um, yeah it's, not, it's not perfect. So it's not perfect. So, okay, then what I'll do is I'll spend a week in hypertime, age 15 years, and then go back 20, and I'll do that every 20 years. <laughs> Um, but uh, like uh, Spencer, but the BB... NSA are the good guys. They're gonna destroy this technology. <laughs> I was gonna say uh, Spencer beat me to it at the end of uh, at the end of the movie. Was I was like, what we're not seeing is like the fucking watch arms race that occurs between all the technological advanced countries in the world. Like United States, like just oh man, I was just thinking like thinking of the actual military uses of this watch is ridiculous. Well, like he li- like the NSA agent who's shutting down the project because he didn't like the potential uses of it literally said like you just walk into the president's bathroom and plant a bomb. Yeah. Specifically Saddam Hussein. Yeah, the, the Saddams of the world. I love how at the end of the day, it's like, oh, good. Now the NSA has the power to stop time. Now it'll never be used for evil or anything bad ever again. Yeah. yeah. And and so does a kid who's just going to use it to steal cars now. Yeah. And and was just let go by the NSA. Yeah. Oh, my God. And also his family was told everything, I guess, and not put into witness protection or anything. <laughs> just Who like... are they getting protected from? The NSA. Yeah. <laughs> Who, um, what happened to the villain in the end? Probably got caught. He was frozen. Yeah, he got, he got frozen, which also the security system for the entire building is in hypertime. And oh, can detect oh, yeah. people who have I, watches not made there, I, I guess. I, I, I was going to say, yeah, like thinking about that, that's one thing that like really kind of like bugged me is like, this is an experimental technology that's hardly, under, seemingly hardly understood by the people actually doing it but they have defense systems against it already installed in a building that oh yeah man. it's weird i don't know if that entire building is devoted to hypertime research or just the secret underground lab who knows unauthorized hypertime <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah and like they even like oh they say what room where did he find the bicycle it? I missed that. He stole it from a he stole it from a messenger in the building. Yeah, it was like okay. a mail courier. Okay. Yeah, that's that, fine. That BMX bike chase through the building was Also, I like how he got on the bike so he could move faster than the guy, but the guy was very like handily keeping up with him. Yeah. That guy was <laughs> fast. Like that guy was a fucking runner. <laughs> Cuz like, he has a maybe he has a 1.1 version of the Hypertime watch. So, and like, don't get me wrong. Okay, if I was biking down a set of spiral stairs and you were running down a set of spiral stairs, I think you could probably keep up with me. That guy keeps up with another guy on a bike for like five minutes of prolonged chase. <laughs> <laughs> it's because it's because the kid keeps stopping to do stunts. He's such a fucking cocky asshole when I catch that motherfucker. I swear to God, I'm going to take that fucking bike and I'm going to ram it up his ass. Imagine getting clowned on by a kid. A kid who broke into your top secret pseudo-military facility with a piece of stolen prototype technology from that facility. And he's just riding around doing bike tricks. Yeah, this movie actually does feel like a level out of, like, a Tony Hawk game sometimes. Yeah. Uh, so, Jeff, I want to ask you, what's your opinion on the uh, soundtrack? Uh, there are a few places where this movie hurt me. <laughs> Show us on the doll. And, and that was probably one of them. Like, it actually didn't come up as many times as I thought, but when every once in a while when I had to just, like like look away for a moment was a lot of time when they when they went into hyper time and the camera just had to spin around him every time like he was a magical girl um and then yeah every time they 
Oh, there was one song where they didn't even have, like, they had, like, a cover or, like, an acoustic version of it. It was, like, late in the movie. But, yeah, the, the few times they played Blink-182 and it was clearly oh. just, like, 13-year-olds are gonna love this. Was it was it the Time and Time Again that was a cover? Yeah, 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 it was Time and Time Again. Yeah, it was. Or Time After Time. Time After mm. Time, that's what it's called, yeah. Right before we started, Jeff was like, I'm going to take a drink every time something time happens. And then <laughs> that entire intro was just literally like, okay, guys, how many CG things can we to do with time can we come up with? And I'm just like, you're going to die, Jeff. <laughs> there are a lot of clocks. Like, the, for a movie called Clock Stoppers, not many clocks in the movie, but that, uh, that CGI scene, uh, a lot of clocks. And that is all I have to say about that. I'm so glad you guys watched this movie. I think I'm going to buy a BMX bike with those little footy handles out the back so that my, like, super hot Puerto Rican girlfriend or wherever she, Venezuelan? Venezuelan. 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 <laughs> can ride around on the back of it because that looked like a lot of fun. Venezuelan uh, played by a Colombian. I mean. Pretty good. 2002. Could have been worse. Yeah, you should get yourself a BMX bike and a Venezuelan girlfriend. I'll work on it. <laughs> is the is the lead villain Soul Patch Man or is it the uh, DJ Kids? Soul Patch Man, easily. The inevitable passage of time. The lead villain is probably Rogue Government. Or what if Hypertime was the villain the whole time, guys? So like they're they're not actually government. They were a private contractor making yeah. time stopping for the government. Either the way, government they're evil. Their funding. Yeah. OT. It stands for original time. <laughs> <laughs> or QT, which stands for quick time. Whichever it works. Especially if it's original time, <laughs> works very well. Tever stops. I put a lot of work into that theme. You better transition to Tever stops now. Yeah, Tever. If you had anything else to say, it's too late because we've already transitioned. No. I don't know if you know what the point of transition music is, but it's to signify the end of the thing that came before and the beginning of the thing that's now. Don't you wish you had that watch from that movie where the kid could stop time, but instead of stopping time, he was just really going a lot faster than everybody? It also seems like Tepper would not be quick enough on the draw to really capitalize on that. Like, he only realized that he might have ideas after the song. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Mostly my last thought was just, like, the bullies sucked in this movie. Although shaking up a bottle of soda and spraying it in someone's face is actually a really, like, low barrier to entry way to be a huge dick. (laughs) Like, if you don't have a lot of money and you're looking to, like, get into the being a huge dick market. Mm -hmm. And then, like, see if you can just aggressively harass a a girl immediately after. Yeah. Good one-two punch. Chase her up a rock wall. I mean, that was. I'm talking about the bullies, not. No, oh, not, yeah. not our pro tag bully. Yeah, and like. What did they say to him? Like, they said something about, like, I got a hole where you can stick the. Like. <laughs> uh, or, yeah, I got a hole for me or something like that. Well, because it, it was. Because they harassed the, the uh, Francesca. She threw her pop on him. And then he tried to he tried to go between the two of them, and he said, "Make a hole." And he's like, "I got a hole for you," and pushed him onto a trash can. Yeah, yeah. And then that fucking that teacher, master that of the teacher, teacher. Yeah. so good. Stop pushing students into the perfectly good trash can. Yeah, that's a perfectly good <laughs> trash can. Stop it. <laughs> and then just take it away. And they just <laughs> yeah, that, that was the you did yeah. You damaged a perfectly good tr- trash can and and some perfectly good trash in the form of this student. Also, the phrase, I've got a hole for you, is really inflection dependent. Yes. <laughs> Tell me about it. I've got a hole for you. 
Well, th- someone has said it. <laughs> <laughs> At least I know who my friends are. Okay, I'm done. You guys can transition now. We already did. I already We've did. Transition the whole time. <laughs> Let's go. You, you're on probation for this. This could last forever. Peace. Tapper's tops. <laughs> okay, business dad, go. No, we uh, have to start with the movie. Yeah, we just rank the There's movie. an order to say. Um, okay, so I'm gonna put this movie at uh This is this one is probably heavily subject to change, but I'm gonna put it where Chitty Chitty Bang Bang is. Uh so dropping Chitty Chitty Bang Bang to thirteen, just below eight legged freaks at number eleven. Tell us why you made this decision. Um um, I am curious though why you made this decision. I yeah, that's a crazy decision. <laughs> um, I just thought about like how much I like the movie compared to the other movies, and I just found that like I liked it less than Eight Legged Freaks, but I liked it more than Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. It really sounds like you've got your process down. <laughs> <laughs> how was it that you decided the order? Well, I thought about the order that they should be in and then the order that they are in <laughs> and went from there that's when the spirit took me um uh for the villain um i think i'm gonna put the villain in the number 19 slot for now all right what are we calling him ot villain do not steal no he's the Time controlling goatee man. No, it's not a goatee, it's a soul patch. He's Mr. Soul Patch. Alright, <laughs> uh, knocking right below Gamork, knocking out Webster Client Killer. I don't remember who that is. Uh, from Twins, he's the guy who goes, Whenever people see my face, I gotta kill them. And... Right, the client killer. Yep. Uh, business Dad. He was so remember, pretty business. He was not only a science dad, but he put his job before his son. But he's still not he... as bad as get over your mom's death. <laughs> yes. <laughs> pay go, attention in school. Go uh, play with your go play with your murder bullies. Um <laughs> Do we have a science business dad yet? Yeah, we have unethical Can... science business dad. Yeah. See, that's a different science business. We'll call him time science business. Honestly, dad. I think he should be ethical science business dad because his whole shtick was like, you should like calm down and make good decisions and. Yeah, I'm I'm good with that. Like he was a like, he's a pretty good business dad overall. Yeah, he turned around, and I think I mean at the beginning of the movie, uh, when they're having the argument at home about, uh, paying for the car. I feel like I would not sympathize with the kid at all. Like, the kid yeah, totally flipped I, I, his shit. I was with the dad on that one. Like, we don't know if maybe in-universe if he was blowing him off for a while. But, like, just from what we're the information we're given there, the kid kind of looks like a dick at a few points in the early in the movie. See, I really got the impression that, that the kid was talking about this for a long time. Because, like, do you know how long it takes to save up, like, three grand selling shit on eBay? For $35? Like, there's no yeah. way that he came up with this plan last week. Yeah, and, like, like he did he did his research. Like, he didn't compare cars, but it's his first car. Like, that doesn't really yeah. matter. Like, and, and, like, it's his money. Like, it's one thing if they, it's, like, Dad said he'll buy me a car and I want this fancy car, but he won't give me the one I want because I won't comparison shop. It's like, no, fuck you. I went out here and I worked for six months to get money. I guess I need him to co-sign, but like... Uh, I think I'm going to yeah. put him in the number nine slot for now, I think. Because, like, he was a pretty good mix of, like, good and bad business. Taking out archaeology business dad from Fifth Element. <laughs> I forgot we had a business dad from that. Yeah, <laughs> we really stretched for that one. Um, oh, no, he's a he's, he's yeah, a business. He's so I'm just trying to think about because like he's better than mayor business. Right dad. below anti business dad. Um, um, yeah, I think I'll leave him in that slot for now. The one thing I was thinking about is maybe moving him up to the number seven slot, 
because like he's got a bigger role in the movie than like Ned does in his, and like he's got a yeah you know what, I think put him in the number seven slot I think actually oh I don't want to influence you your decision but you're wrong. <laughs> you made a power. You made a powerless enemy today. I mean, no, like lay it on me. Like, like, what's what? What do you think? Okay, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm ethical business wrong. dad. It's like fine, you know. Like he shows up and he's all like, I know about science and prudent vehicle decision making. But like Ned Ryerson, man, needle nose Ned, Ned, Ned the head. Like, come on, buddy, Case Western High. <laughs> Uh, I dated your sister for a little bit till you told me not to anymore. To be fair, the, c- because this is a list, this is this ranks the axis of business versus dad. So the higher on the list, the more business you are. I would agree that Ned is far more business than ethical uh, science dad. Uh, yeah. Oh, sorry. It should be ethical science business. Dad. Okay, so you're saying Ned is more business than ethical science dad? He's definitely a lot more science than he is dad or sorry business than he is dad being that he is not a father figure in the slightest but ned is zero percent dad yes that's why i'm saying he should be higher on the business end of this list higher on this list is more business less dad okay right yeah that's how this this is sorted okay then then um yeah, then I would say uh, move him down one slot to eight, and then Ned back up to seven. Okay, uh, never in the glory. I just put Zach Gibbs there because that that's the only obvious choice. Yep, that's totally cool. Does he get his bike? Uh, sh- he can have his bike. He he probably gets his watch. <laughs> I would say like yeah, bike watch Blink One Eighty Two. That seems all seems reasonable. Because, like, the bike kata was pretty impressive. Yeah, I mean, like, who else is in this list currently? He's, he's got a good spot. He could, he could win this. Yeah, in terms of power, he's beaten. And, like, I mean, to be fair, he's in a pretty handicapped bracket. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) For those, for the listeners at home, we've got... Uh, Happy Gilmore, Thumbelina, Mike Parker from Eight Legged Freaks, who I think is the nerdy boy. Yes. Uh, Buxawani Phil, the the gopher. Groundhog. Groundhog. Sorry, it kind of it's is... half half of the name of the movie. <laughs> it's in fact two thirds of the name of the movie. <laughs> gopher. Dead. Groundhog's a compound word. Uh, yeah, so I think that's everything for Never End the Story. Just for the record, Puxatawney Phil can also stop time. But, like, in a more macro sense. Isn't he just resetting time? Like, that's not stopping it. Well, I mean, it's kind of stopping it, if you zoom out far enough. Also, wait, I, I don't think we ever talked about the the groundhog being the source of the time stop. Well, I mean, like, come on, it's obvious. <laughs> <laughs> like, he figures it out and he tries to kill him, but then he eventually comes to terms with the fact that the only way to escape the groundhog's wrath is to appease the groundhog. You can't kill the groundhog. <laughs> Were you guys not paying attention to that movie? <laughs> I like this interpretation of it. <laughs> The groundhog is a benevolent deity. Thank you all for joining us. Uh, this has been Never in the Story. I give this movie 20 years in hypertime. It can stay there. I give this movie uh, the zero JoJo references I made out of one. Uh, I gave this movie five uh, getting it wets out of five. Like, one manlit bully out of, I don't know, one? It's not that great of a movie, but I can't think of anything to, anything clever. I mean, the there were two That's manlit funny. bullies. Uh, the, the other <laughs> one was taller. Yeah, one was extra man. Oh, you know what you should rate it then? You should rate it four feet out of six feet. That's, that's, kind of, yeah, that's way better. Yeah, I rate this movie four feet out of six feet. All right, and I'm, I'd give this movie... 
all the small things out of 2002. I was that's I was really hoping you weren't going to bring that up. <laughs> so I will not go. Turn the lights off. Carry, Carry me, me home. Na 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 and with that, I've been your host, Ivan. I'm Connor. I'm Jeff. I'm Spencer. And I'm Temper. And you can find all of us on downloadablezebras.com. And a special thanks to 8 Jazz for the use of our theme song. You can find them on YouTube or follow the link in the description. <laughs> <laughs>